Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Ask 100 people if their lives had turned out to be what they wanted them to be, and probably not one in the 100 would answer with a resounding yes. Most people live dissatisfied lives, unfulfilled in most aspects of their natures, but unable to decide what these aspects are or how to go about fulfilling them. They have turned out to be what they are because they have not chosen for themselves, but have allowed events and circumstances to decide for them. They have been molded by a million different sensual stimuli, and they will continue to be so molded as long as they fail to exercise their power of decision. Motivation is that which induces action or determines choice. A motive is an urge within the individual, such as an instinct, emotion, habit, impulse, desire, or idea that incites us to action. In every single thing you do, you are choosing a direction. Your life is a product of choices. Your only true action is your exercise of choice. How you grow and mature and the kind of person you become reside in the countless decisions you make as you journey through life. The power of our choice is that it makes us what we become. It is the hub of a wheel of countless spokes, each spoke representing a way to be taken, and we stand always in the center of an infinite number of possibilities. If your choice is made freely and consciously, then you become enlightened and are consciously molding your own life. If your choice is made as a result of emotional response to the circumstances in which you find yourself, then you are an automation and life is molding you. To become free of reaction and to initiate thought from within is the evolutionary goal of humankind. The moment you take a step in this direction, no matter how small or tentative, you are forever unchained. You have broken out of the reactionary prison of sensual response and have discovered the completely transforming fact that resides within you a power to grow in any direction you choose. You can choose what you will think regardless of the circumstances around you. You can choose whatever your consciousness will be focused upon and thereby determine the direction you will grow. Whatever you think about, you become in the end. And it is this astounding law that enables individuals to rise above their environment. A saint may emerge from the slums, a rich man from poverty, an enlightened mind out of ignorance, the leader of a nation out of an obscure log cabin. The history of humankind is a record of the overcoming of obstacles. The person who refuses to give their consent to the limitations of their environment is led into such aspiration by the images that form in their mind. He wants something. Wanting visualizes. 
visualizing is led into the action that will lead to the materialization of his desire. I have spent years studying the history, teachings, philosophers, and prophets who agree on this one point. We become what we think about. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale put it this way, This is one of the greatest laws in the universe. Fervently do I wish I had discovered it as a very young man. It dawned upon me much later in life, and I have found it to be one of my greatest, if not my greatest, discovery outside of my relationship to God. The great law briefly and simply stated is that if you think in negative terms, you will get negative results. If you think in positive terms, you will achieve positive results. That is the simple fact, he went on to say, which is the basis of an astonishing law of prosperity and success. In three words, believe and succeed. The mind is a magnet and attracts whatever corresponds to its ruling state. Whatever we image in mind, whatever we expect and think about, will tend to bring into our lives the things and conditions that are in harmony therewith. Science has convincingly proven the existence and constant operation of the law of mental attraction. Choice implies freedom, and whether you are free or an automation has long been a favorite argument of religious sects and philosophers. Any power capable of creating the world and overseeing the orderly process of evolution must know exactly where it is going and how it intends to get there. Its course cannot possibly be altered by any one of the finite minds it has created. All the events that have happened in the world must have been preordained, for only through their orderly occurrence has it been possible for life to take the direction it has taken. Yet, within the absolutely rigid scope of the occurrence of these events, the individual is free. Because you have the innate power within to assume any of the roles that have to be played within any event, and it is you, yourself, who chooses in the end the role you will play. Attitude is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Optimism is a choice. Kindness is a choice. Giving is a choice. Respect is a choice. Whatever choice you make, makes you. We must seek to become imbued with the desire to advance and give the law a chance to help us. Everything will then work toward our aid. Obstacles will strengthen our resolve to win. Discouragement from others will only serve to strengthen and to arouse us to a stronger activity. We will see more clearly and understand more fully that every difficulty is an opportunity to advance. Every stumbling block is a stepping stone to success. Our so-called burdens will lose their heaviness because the spirit within us is unconquerable. And when invoked by desire, an aspiration will unfailingly come forth in greater power and richer intelligence. This will guide our thoughts and actions into those pathways that lead to the heights of conquest. In the book, Great by Choice, Jim Collins states that there is a dangerous disease infecting our modern culture 
And eroding hope is an increasingly prevalent view that greatness owes more to circumstance, even luck, than to action and discipline, that what happens to us matters more than what we do. Do we really believe that our actions count for little, that those who create something are merely lucky, that our circumstances imprison us? Do we want to build a society and culture that encourage us to believe that we aren't responsible for our choices and accountable for our performance? Greatness is not primarily a matter of circumstance. Greatness is first and foremost a matter of conscious choice and discipline. We are not imprisoned by our circumstances. We are not imprisoned by the luck we get or the inherent unfairness of life. We are not imprisoned by crushing setbacks, self-inflicted mistakes, or our past success. We are not imprisoned by the times in which we live, by the number of hours in a day. In the end, we can control only a tiny sliver of what happens to us. But even so, we are free to choose, free to become great by choice. When you have come to the realization of the liberating and creative nature of your mind, you soon are made aware that we are finding in the world about us the images projected within consciousness. Take the time and have the courage to face the fact of the power of your choice. You have decided everything that has come into your life by taking a mental stand about it. By allowing that stand to take form and shape in your subconscious by your willingness to accept it. If you are rich, you have accepted an awareness of abundance. If you are poor, you have accepted an awareness of poverty. If you are well and vigorous, you have accepted an awareness of health. If you are sick, you have accepted an awareness of illness. People who are high in internal self-awareness tend to make choices that are consistent with who they really are, allowing them to lead happier and more satisfying lives. Those without it act in ways that are incompatible with their true success and happiness, like staying in an unfulfilling job or relationship because they don't know what they want. Choice should liberate, not enslave. When faced with a number of good choices, it's very easy to become paralyzed with fear in case you make a bad decision. Realistically, all choices involve a trade-off. For every road that is traveled, another isn't. We need to understand that not all of our choices will be good for us. In that regard, we all fail at times. But it is only really failure if we refuse to learn from the experience. Choice is essential for our well-being, as it allows us to feel we have some control over our lives. However, managing too many choices can be detrimental in terms of time, energy, and focus. There is a large body of scientific study into choice and decision-making, and the route to making good choices is well signposted. We are, on average, 22% more likely to make the objectively best choice if we can see all the options at once. However, many people save time and don't even look for the best choice. Rather, they will set their own standards for the decision and will measure each choice until they find one that fits their standard. Then they stop looking. 
they may not even have considered the best choice at all. This is a useful shortcut for making a small decision, such as which food to buy, what earrings to wear, but in terms of innovation and advancement, it isn't helpful. If you wish to become a person who brings fresh insights and innovation to your life, work, and creativity, then you will need to learn to step outside of your own ideas and consider all of the other different perceptions. That way, you can begin to see possibilities beyond your own decision-making process. All of life is the clashing of opposites, the black and white of extremes, the gray in between. High, low, broad, narrow, dark, light, strength, weakness, always we choose between them. And through our choices, we make ourselves into the kind of people we become and shape the events and circumstances of our lives. No one else is responsible at all, only ourselves. Choice is always with us. We make it and thereby decide our lives and our fate. After this break, I want to shift this concept of choice into the workplace and why you must first recognize that flexibility is now the new employment currency. I'll be right back. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m., Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. If you're going to combat the great resignation, you must become an employer of choice. This pandemic has changed how people live and work, and many are realizing the advantages of a new balance and a new normal. In a society that was constantly squeezing life in around work, many are now focused on doing the opposite and squeezing in work around their lives. So what can employers do to keep their best talent? How can we create a work culture that aligns with this new normal? Most of us inherently know that having choice at work is a good thing and that it helps us to be more productive, more creative, healthier, and more engaged. 
When we don't have control over aspects of our work, we become stressed, feel trapped, and our performance suffers. But you may ask, is there any proof that this is true? I mean, maybe we have a general sense that choice is good, but are there studies that prove this out? Turns out, there are. Robert Karasek, an industrial engineer and sociologist, and Torres Thorell, a specialist in industrial medicine, have been studying stress in jobs for a long time. Their epidemiological studies over decades have carefully measured the stress level of hundreds of jobs and the impact of those jobs on the productivity, but also the health of workers, particularly heart disease. They created a model that organizes each job they have studied using two factors. One, the levels of psychological demands of the job, and two, the decision latitude or control of the worker to manage how he or she could deal with psychological demands. The results of their study show that those workers with the greatest risk for illness are those with high psychological demands and low decision latitude. In other words, if you have a stressful job that does not provide much choice in how you are able to manage stress, you are more likely to suffer mentally and physically. When we don't feel in control of what happens to us in a place, we become stressed, discouraged, and frustrated. Thorell describes how workers who have control over their work and work environment typically have more positive health outcomes, even if they have stressful jobs. The combination of high psychological demand and high decision latitude is defined as the active situation. In this situation, the worker has been given more resources to cope with high psychological demands because he or she can make relevant decisions, such as planning working hours, according to their own biological rhythm. In addition, they have greater possibilities to improve coping strategies, facilitating feeling of mastery and control in unforeseen situations. This situation corresponds to psychological growth. Karasek and Thorell describe how jobs can be adjusted to better balance choice and stress today, such as providing employees skills education or training, increasing their decision authority, and possibly decreasing the psychological demands of their job. In their book, Healthy Work, Stress, Productivity, and the Reconstruction of the Working Life, they describe ideal jobs as ones that, beyond material rewards, give workers influence over the selection of work routines, such as working at home or flexible hours, and have routine demands mixed with a liberal element of new learning challenges. Top talent simply refuses to be constrained by congested cubicles. Modular, adaptable workspaces offer a solution and make it easy to adapt to changing employee, project, and company needs. In other words, put everything on wheels. Provide choice as to when employees can work. Flexible work schedules are an alternative to the traditional 9-to-5, 40-hour work week. They allow employees to vary their arrival and or departure times. Under some policies, employees must work a prescribed number of hours per pay period. 
They allow employees to vary their arrival and or departure times. Under some policies, employees must work a prescribed number of hours per pay period and be present during a daily core time. Other arrangements include job sharing, where a full-time position is split between two co-workers by mutual agreement, and benefits are given in proportion to the number of hours each person works. A third option is a compressed work week where employees complete their weekly work hour requirements in fewer than five days. Whatever the arrangement, employee choice is at the center of these policies. Allow employees to choose how they work. It may be too difficult for your company to allow certain employees to choose where and when they work, but helping them change the way they carry out their workday might be a strategy to help them cope with stress and the daily grind. Even if the company does not provide adjustable desks, it may be possible for employees to change position or location in their workplace so that they can work while standing, like working a table in the break room or attending a stand-up or walking meeting. Making small adjustments like moving or adding a monitor, turning on a task light, orienting furniture, or organizing the work being done can make a major difference in how employees feel about the health of their workplace. Place is only a part of the solution. The work solutions shared here have been all about choice as it relates to the physical environment and workplace policies. But choice fits into a larger picture and into all aspects of our work, how we are valued, measured, incentivized, and managed. It's unfair to say that the workplace is the only place where choice should occur. That said, flexibility as to where, when, and how we work clearly makes a difference. Plus, engaging leaders, managers, employees in discussions about how choice and ownership of work can be integrated into the workplace can be a catalyst for making other changes to workflow and job responsibilities. Every organization has a net worth of the aggregate of their talent, and increasingly the best talent understand and knows their net worth to the organization. The best talent, regardless of role or age, want to contribute to something bigger than just the individual client they are hired for or project that they are working on. They want to build something new, to chart new paths, and are looking for opportunities to create the blueprint, not just follow it. Employers today need to think and act like a startup by offering opportunities to build something new and having the chance to experiment, to work in different team structures, learn new skills, and use their superpowers in different ways. The power to be what you want to be, to get what you desire, to accomplish whatever you are striving for, abides within you. You don't need to stumble and grope. You can call upon your inner forces at will. There are three steps necessary. First, to realize that you have the power. Second, to know what you want. Third, to center your thought upon it with singleness of purpose. Find your desire, oppress it upon your thought, and you have opened the door for opportunity, and the door of opportunity is never closed. Stretch your mind to realize how infinitely far it can reach out, what boundless vision it can have. Breathe out all the old thoughts of sickness, discouragement, failure, worry, and fear. Breathe in deep, long breaths. 
thoughts of unlimited health and strength, unlimited happiness and success. Practice looking forward to better health, greater happiness, bigger success. Take these mental breathing exercises every day. See how easily you will control your thoughts, how quickly you will see the good effects. You've got to think all the time, so why not think about all the positive things you want to see realized? I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show, where business and the power of choice has been amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business. Tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. 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 Natakwa.